hey everybody, it's Dion White. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Creative Conversations with Dion White. I am thrilled that you have chosen to listen today. Listen, I'm excited about the season that is ahead. Um, moving into season two of Creative Conversations with Dion White, um, I'm really excited to be bringing you some content, both older and new, and maybe hear from some past guests and new ones as well. And so today we're going to be talking about um, not discounting the power of small art. There is power in small art. But before we do that, I just want to tell you why I'm doing this. Um, some of the blogs that I've written have been really popular, and it is... Um, important for me that I make it available to people on different platforms, you know, and so in the day and age that we're living in where it's busy and uh, people are on the go and they're driving, they're exercising, they're creating, they're working, whatever they're doing, uh, we love to listen. And so I'm going to just transfer some of those blogs that I've written in the past two years to my podcast. Some of you are new followers and you may not even have read those blogs. Well, they're timeless content. It really is uh, pertinent and important to today just as much as it was when I wrote it and established it then. And so I just wanted to bring you some really valuable information that has helped me over um, the years of creating and through my past struggles of depression and anxiety, um, self-worth issues, and just finding my purpose. Um, these are some of the things, these are some of the key things that have really helped me uh, in, in the seasons of those uh, times in life. And so that's why I want to bring it to you, because I believe it's going to help you so let's just jump in right today. Don't discount the power of small art. Um, many of you know may know that I did the Mini Masterpiece Monday series. Um, that was one uh, season of 10 episodes. I It is my hope. Um, I have it on my radar again that I would start doing that again and just, um, you know, just bang out another 10 episodes for a second season. But uh, you know how life goes. <laughs> but I want to just—I'm tying up some loose ends, and um, you know, I just really am excited about the things that are coming, and how these important things that I've learned in the past have actually catapulted me to where I am today, and that's why I want to help you. Um, really quick, if you don't know, I have a book coming out. The Art of Freedom, How to Restore Your Heart, Renew Your Soul, and Revive Your Body. And I talk a little bit about my, well, not a little, actually, <laughs> a lot about my story, my God encounters, some supernatural healing I've had, um, wisdom I've learned, revelations, insight. And I just am writing this book to bring it to people to help them find their path um, to freedom and transformation in life. And so that has been um, targeted to launch in the end of March. I'm looking at March 28th, actually, is the date that I'm, I'm targeting now to launch my book, The Art of Freedom. You can actually go to theartoffreedombook.com to learn more about the book. Sign up for the Freedom Zone tribe list. Um, that's my email. I'll keep you up to date. You'll get free things. Um, and if you want, you can reserve your copy now of the author signed copies. Those will be the first ones released, and I sign them personally to you. You can do that through theartoffreedombook.com. 
So let's talk a little bit about the power of small art. Uh, why working small is a great therapeutic exercise, it can administer inner healing as well and be a, great, a gateway to accomplish larger tasks. Uh, it's really easy to become overwhelmed by so many things in life. So the world throws so much at us. So we have to learn to manage and steward our time, our mental real estate, uh, and our, our gifts and our talents as well, so that um, it doesn't sabotage us. Uh, we can become just, you know, overwhelmed with family, social media, church, work, school, government, world events, everything, every day. It's literally in our faces and we have to be vigilant in how we can combat that. We have to intentionally and carefully choose what to allow in our lives, otherwise we'll just be consumed by it all. And I came to a place of that back in 2015, particularly where it all basically looked like a just a spiral down to, into a very dark pit. And um, it was either I was gonna give up or God had to take me home um, so I could be, you know, escape this world, or he had to do a miracle in my life. And he did just that. He did a miracle in my life. And he um, basically used art as an avenue to begin that process. And so I'm excited about that. That's in my book too. But it's crucial to our peace of mind that we make the best choices possible for ourselves and our families. It's absolutely crucial. I call them best yes decisions, and that is a book. You may have heard about that from Lisa Turkhurst, but I've even added some things to that that pertain particularly to my life. So making those decisions best choices are crucial to our peace of mind. Sometimes those choices may seem small, but they are crucial. So today I want to talk to you about the power of creating small. I believe as an artist, a hobbyist, a professional maker, in anything we do, it's good and productive to our mental health to retreat to small work from time to time. Most times, because of increased production, people farm things out, like they'll farm tasks out. But I actually enjoy them, and I do a lot of them by myself on purpose. One of the things I do is I create small by creating my Kintsugi bookmarks. Um, they're all hand-painted. And yeah, you know what? I could copy those and have them printed and just pop them out in a bulk fashion, but there's something about creating them individually unique. One, because that's the message behind what I do is that our individual brokenness never looks the same when it's healed. And then two, I want people to have original piece of artwork. And if I could put it on a bookmark and put an inspirational message with it, that's really important to me. And people feel, um, important they feel special you know when they receive something unique like that for them so i could farm that task out i could just create a dozen of them and then reproduce them and print them which i may do that from time to time but honestly i love creating them individually and that they are handmade so i do that on purpose but close-up, small, focused work has been proven over time and time again as a successful therapeutic practice. Whether it is repetitive in nature or not, the point is the focus. When coupled with, like, say, repetitive motions of painting, sewing, knitting, even bouncing a ball or playing an instrument over and over, icing and decorating a cake, for example, what happens is we activate the parasympathetic nervous system which calms and quiets the fight or flight response and doing it up close and focused compounds the therapeutic results. 
this is the path to um, peace, honestly, in our minds. So there's a psychologist, uh, Mihai, Chiksen Mihai is his name. He first described this phenomenon as flow. Many of you may have heard of it. A few moments in time when you are so completely absorbed by an activity that nothing else seems to matter. Flow, uh, described by Chiksen Mihai, says it's the secret to happiness, a statement he supports with decades of research. Um, and oftentimes working on large pieces can be very overwhelming. So until we learn how to approach a large project or painting properly, we can become discouraged and defeated before we even start. We have to balance task with skill. So here's a few tips I've learned to help combat chaos and anxiety in your creating process as well as in life. All right, reuniting us to peace and a sense of accomplishment. We all wanna feel like we're accomplishing something. And so starting simple and small is the perfect place to do that. Pick a subject or simply some colors that bring you joy, peace, or happiness. Um, Even if it is a stretch for you to do, Due to current circumstances in life, I'm asking you to push yourself. This can be a realistic or abstract exercise. It doesn't have to be um, a specifically planned or realistic object. So for realism, just choose a simple subject as a flower or something you feel you can execute in a fair amount of time. Say just a simple waterscape with the sun rising on the horizon. Just anything that would be simple. So for abstract, choose a minimum of two to three colors. I would also choose three to four colors for your small realistic piece as well. You can use variations of the color along with highlights or shadows, and you can do that by just mixing these colors together or adding just a little bit of uh, black to one of them to just get a darker shadow or a darker uh, value of the hue. So let's just keep your palette simple. Uh, That is particularly number one. Keep your palette and your subject simple. So we're trying to decompress and move into flow. Remember to decompress, choose less. I know for me, too many choices or decisions can cause you to be overwhelmed. So to decompress, choose less. This can apply to every area of our lives, guys, right? Come on. (laughs) Let's just decompress and simplify, right? So painting or creating small was a key to much of the healing that God did in my heart for me and quieted the inner turmoil of my mind that led me into flow. Here are a few reasons I like to paint small. I believe when you apply these, you will be encouraged and empowered to do even greater things. It's all about preparation, the process and the journey, y'all. Number one, I call it the intimidation factor. The smaller the piece, the less intimidating the task. It's training ground for your mind and for larger future tasks. Doing the small attainable exercises build those creative and self-esteem muscles. Look at it as part of your process. Have fun with it and just do it. So let's demolish that intimidation factor by starting small. Number two, the fulfillment factor. I believe that a big reason why we don't succeed or thrive in life is because we don't completely accomplish tasks resulting in feeling like a failure or falling short. False starts, so to speak, lead to a defeated mentality. I lived in that place for a long time and it's not a fun cycle to live in. So what I wanna encourage you to do that when you start something, finish it as quickly as possible um, as the project allows you. 
because we don't want to give too much space to defeat coming in and trying to defeat us mentally. Accomplishing projects totally fuels us, y'all. We were made for purpose, and even doing things that are small in nature, they can feed our fulfillment factor. So I love this because I know I want to feel fulfilled in what I'm doing. It doesn't necessarily mean I have to be important or seen, but I just, we need to be fulfilled. And God created us to be filled and fulfilled, right? Because he called us to live an abundant life. So the fulfillment factor is really important. We, need, uh, we all need to just feel like we're fulfilling our purpose, but we need to function in, in purpose, on purpose. It has to almost be intentional. So we need to feel accomplished, you know? Otherwise, we have a defeated mentality, just like I mentioned. Believe me, I know. Uh, it's not a fun place to live, and I lived it for a long time. Okay, moving on. Number three, the focus factor, I call. What we focus on is not only magnified, but it grows, good or bad. This is where we choose what we focus on. Um, There was a time in my life where I could choose to focus on the circumstances, I could choose to focus on the defeat, or I could choose to focus on what I call the promises of God, the promise. So that's when I created and coined the phrase, painting the promise. So years ago, I began to focus on the right things, and I stopped looking at the negative reflection in the mirror. I began to see that it was good. So you need to see what is good. And you may be asking, like, see what was good? And I had to choose to see that everything was good because it says that God works all things according to his purpose, but he works them out for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. He works them all for the good. So I tried to find the good in things, especially me. I had to start with myself. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're not seeing the good in yourself today. Well, I'm going to tell you it's in there. It's deep down in there. God sees it in you. He designed you that way and he's destined you for it. So you need to see the good in you today. I began to intentionally speak truth over myself and claimed all God said about me. So painting small, I feel, makes you focus more intently on the task at hand. Not to say you don't focus on large projects or paintings, but usually when I paint large, I still have to focus on a small section, then step back and look at the entire piece and check the composition, the scale, and the colors. I have to see how it's going to fit together. Think of it like a puzzle piece. So a small piece at a time creates the big masterpiece. So my intention, attention is somewhat diverted then. I don't depart from that place with the piece finished, but there are, you know, a greater time factor involved for big pieces. Everyone does it differently. The idea of creating small is to accomplish the task at hand in a short amount of time to reach fulfillment without leaving with apathy or to be bored with what you're doing which leads us to the fourth point, yield and flow. I love this. This is really probably one of my favorite parts. Number four, the flow factor, y'all. I have learned that it is in this place of surrender and yielding that the flow factor happens. In this space of yielding is where inner healing comes. Okay, I'm going to repeat that. In this space of yielding is where inner healing comes. You can even lose track of time or lack of uh, lack hunger, actually, in this place. What you're doing becomes effortless and it becomes what you crave. You may ask, how can that happen through creativity? <laughs> I can personally attest to this following statement. That when someone starts creating, his existence outside the activity becomes temporarily suspended. 
That's a quote from Mihai Chiksit Mihai. It's absolutely true. It's in this place where incredible healing, illumination, revelation, and transformation can happen. You come into a place of quieting the mind while being fully awake. That's what I say. Then when what we experience from that is what I call creative spiritual transformation. I'll do a separate podcast on that topic at some time because I go into that more with my Awake, Create, and Transform a curriculum that I'm forming. So creative spiritual transformation is what we end up resulting with when we do these things. So God's been talking to me um, a lot about this place of yielding for several years now. Um, this is the revelation that I was personally given regarding yield and flow uh, just a few months back. But since I'm recording this podcast in 2019, I'm actually going to say this was um, back in the end of 2017. I believe I wrote this article. So he's still working on me in that area. Yield and flow, yield and flow. But he said that we enter that place of flow because we yield. When we are engaging our minds, our hands, and our spirits with a focused task at hand, especially repetitive in nature, then we yield to the work of the Holy Spirit and we enter flow. Well, when it's coupled with the Holy Spirit, I actually call it divine flow. Because it's not just any spirit you're connecting with out there in the world. It's the flow of the Holy Spirit when you are focusing your thoughts and your heart on Him. So I call it divine flow. It's in this very place that Holy Spirit flows to us and through us, ministering to our hearts, and then that is expressed in our work, giving us a form of empowerment by Holy Spirit. It results in co-creating in its highest form. It is the yielding that is the ultimate element to co-creating with Holy Spirit. The word yield or to yield means to give way, to not resist, ultimately to give forth or produce by a naturally supernatural process in return for cultivation. You are internally entering a place of rest, and now I say a place of rest can also become a place of flow. So as we create, we're positioning ourselves for that divine flow and that exchange to happen. This is the beauty of the yielding process. So this is the place inner healing happens when we are creating. God does not do anything without purpose. And when you sit down to create, he sees purpose in it and will not waste a moment to interact with you through the Holy Spirit. Again, this is the place where the inner healing happens when we're creating. Goodness, that is some good stuff, (laughs) y'all. I know it blesses me every time I reread it and he reminds me of what's happening in that place and in that moment. If it didn't work, I wouldn't be where I am today. I would still be back there in that place of anxiety and depression. And so I'm telling you, it works. I haven't haven't met anyone that hasn't experienced flow in creating, whether they are believers in um, the Lord Jesus Christ or in God at all. There, it's just a psychological phenomenon that happens. That's the way God designed us. So I just know this happens for me as I create with God, and he gave me this revelation. And so the therapeutic practice, uh, studying creativity um, through therapeutic practice, particularly repetition, I lose all track of time, and I even skip meals. So flow actually propels me. 
it can propel you too. It's kind of a force behind you. So you see, there's great benefits from creating and even creating on a small scale. There is a power uh, behind creating small art when we do it in a focused and a shorter amount of time. So your problems and your anxieties, they'll disperse while you focus on the blooming flower right in front of you if that's what you're painting or the melody that you're strumming over and over and over again on your guitar or the chord that you keep playing on the piano or the twirl that you keep putting into your dance. I'm telling you, when you partner it with the Holy Spirit, those the world and the things of chaos will fade away. You are bringing life to a canvas where you might very well be experiencing void or death in someplace else in your life. So whatever it is, we are coming in the opposite spirit of all of life's circumstances and painting life. We're not conforming to the world. We're conforming to what God says and how he can bring life through that. So we're painting and we're creating and we're speaking life now in this place of creating, even in the smallest places of a chord, a twirl, a strum, or a paintbrush stroke that might be on something as small as four by four inch canvas. So once you finish your small piece in a short setting, you'll have nourished your spirit. One, you'll two, have exercised your creative muscles. Three, you'll have expressed from a place of flow. And four, you will feel accomplished. So sometimes all you have is a little bit of time. I know for me that some days, but nonetheless, you choose to create, right? So by creating small, you can accomplish a task in a shorter amount of time. And a sense of confidence and pride in oneself comes. Good pride, not bad pride. So you will feel like you did something of purpose. But most importantly, you will have quieted your mind and silenced the world around you. And you yielded to the work of the Holy Spirit being renewed in your mind and spirit. You'll have brought forth beauty and life from a place of void or death. You will have painted the promise or created the promise. So size truly doesn't matter when it comes to art, I believe. It is the content. It's the subject. It's the message. It's the emotion. It's the elements of the substance that makes it up. That's what makes it valuable. I've been, you know, felt the pressure to paint large. uh, And I I have painted some larger pieces. Um, Sometimes I feel it. Sometimes I don't. Uh, Sometimes envisioning it helps me. But I have to continue to create on a small scale in order to begin to be able not be overwhelmed by a a large canvas to um, eliminate and demolish that intimidation factor. Um, I have to continue to work on my artistic skills and cultivate that gift so that when I am called to do something of a larger scale, I'll be confident in myself that I can do that because I put my hand to smaller art. But most importantly, it's how the art speaks to you and how you receive fulfillment from it. The substance of it is really what matters. So take it from someone who loves to paint small. It can pack a punch spiritually, soulfully, and physically. So don't discount the power of small art, y'all. Okay, everyone. Well, that's it for today's podcast. And I hope that this was refreshing and encouraging to you. Try your hand at creating small. 
in whatever way you do and let me know how that impacts you. Thanks for listening so much and just supporting me on my social platforms and being those of you who interact with me, your words mean a lot and they are fuel to my fire. So thank you for that. We'll see you next time on Creative Conversations with Dion White. Stay creative. Hey guys, thanks for joining me today on Creative Conversations with Dion White. I really enjoy bringing you creative content of substance and value. It is my mission to help others persevere empowered on their journey. So you can listen to my podcast and subscribe on Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Breaker, CastBox, and Radio Public. Connect with me further on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dion White Art, or contact me and look at my art or purchase it at DionWhiteArt.com. And don't forget about the Art of Freedom book that I have coming out in March of 2020. Go to theartoffreedombook.com to read more about that, of restoring your heart, renewing your soul, and reviving your body. And you can secure your author-signed copy uh, at that site. So I appreciate your support. Everybody have a great day and stay creative.